Welcome everybody to another episode of Niger's Geeking Out, episode 34 to be precise. And today, before I introduce anybody else, we have a special guest, a returning guest, Mia. Mia, hi, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Glad to be back. We're very glad to have you. And it's, it's, it's today, we're, we're down two members, but I'm sure you're going to make up for those two easily. I so, yeah. <laughs> so today we're at, we're at Wale and Kex for various reasons, but we still have the, you know, the DC Snyderist fan in the house, Tunde. <laughs> Say hello to your, yeah. to your courtist fans out there. To the true believers out there, <laughs> keep on believing. <laughs> Mia, it's great to have you back here again. And we'll gladly trade you for Wally and Kirks, please. All day long. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Red, who's made a great grand appearance as usual. Hey, I'm good. Good to be back. <gasps> good, 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 good. Good to be back. I'm trying to. And you have, you have me... Um, well, as usual, trying to be the, the host, giving a, a sub-part introduction. You know, this is where I miss Wally's um, great introductions. But, let's get straight into it. Now, we have some news. Again, Kex is here, he's normally our newsman. But in his absence, um, I've stepped in. And this week, we had two trailers drop from both the different main houses. So we're going to kick off with the Shang-Chi trailer. Let's, let's discuss that. Who, Mia, as our guests, I'll let you go first. Have you seen it? And if you have, what did you think about it? I have seen it. I was a little confused. I don't know if anyone else felt the same way. Um, did you say I you're confused? To, I was a little confused by it because... You know, most trailers, I feel, give you a sense of what the main plot is really going to be about so what what i got from it was that it's going to be about his relationship with his dad or issues with his dad apart from that i, I couldn't really tell what else was going on i know i saw a coffee and i remember thinking wow she's everywhere now she's never sure. <laughs> <laughs> she's just all over the place um which is great for her but then i wonder like who else who else can we can we be seeing in these films and it's great to be in marvel too because that's such a huge platform but i don't know the, I, I just wasn't as left feeling like yes the way I normally do after a Marvel trailer so maybe you guys have a different opinion from me but that's what I felt after watching it right uh, Red do you want to give your own view yeah, yeah so this is the second trailer right so yeah. um, the, the first trailer was um, uh, the second one this one um I agree with Mia. Um, gonna be daddy issues. Sounds sounds like. Uh, again, I was never really a big Shang Chi fan, so it's just just another another one for me. Uh, it's neither here that nor there for me. So okay, it's, it's not bad. I preferred it to the first one, but that's it. <laughs> uh, and today. Your views? From this movie, when it first when the trailer first came out, I thought it was going to be another Mulan, and this second trailer has done nothing to improve my opinion on it. 
the, we are having the only news from this trailer is that we are having what's his name Wong and Abomination in the movie apparently in the street fights beyond that I'm not excited about the movie at all I couldn't care less I, I'm just going to keep on watching and attacking Kex on this particular movie since Shang-Chi is apparently his favorite character Wait, wait, wait. I was, I was making my comments on the first trailer. I don't know about the second one. Now I feel a little left out. Ah. What was the big difference between the first trailer and the second trailer? Right, so the trailer you watched, which was it the first one you watched or the second? You... I watched the one that says official trailer. So she saw the first one with Aquafina. The second one has the one with the rings and with the, um, the blue rings and the red rings. Did you see that one? There was rings in the trailer I watched, and someone's hand goes through the rings, and the rings blow off in a certain direction or blow, uh, you know, energy. Yeah, the, the, the connect. But it wasn't. It wasn't much of a focus in the trailer. Most of the trailer I saw was, "You are your father. Your father is you," and uh, and then he grows up and he's a kid. So I'm assuming that's the first one. Then. Was that was that a trend? Was that a trend scene? I think that was a trend scene. Yeah, a, a scene on the train. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a trend scene for both. In both, right? So, Mia, yeah. did, did you hear? Did you hear a statement about you? You are also your mother in it. Yes. No, so, so that's a new one. That's There's a, new, a woman. You're that's your mother. A new one. You're your father. And I was like, okay, all kids are their mother. <laughs> <laughs> their father was. Oh, so that's that's a new that's a new one. Yeah. So you watched a new trailer. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a new trailer. Yeah, I just wasn't getting much from it. Sorry. Yeah. I, usually, Marvel trailers are very very. I, I can like sit down and watch an hour long video of Marvel trailers. <laughs> I find them very entertaining. This one in particular, I don't know, maybe because of COVID and the way they shot their footage, and I don't know. But I, I, so I watched the first one, and I, I was a bit meh about it to be honest. The very first trailer, and that's more to do with the style of the martial arts they were they were using, and I, and I wasn't that impressed. I'm more on board with this I think this one's better than the first trailer and I think that's more because they showed more of the mystical side of, of Asia in this one so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more on board and yes seeing Abomination fight Wong which I've, I've, I'm guessing is Wong kind of got me excited so we have like a Doctor Strange crossover and we've got a Hulk crossover already so that kind of got me pretty much excited I was also, did anybody see that dragon? Yeah, under the water. Fing yes. Fang Fung? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's his name? Yeah, <laughs> it was under the water, yeah. Now, people say it might not be Fing Fang Fung at all. I thought I thought it was. I, I thought it was. I, I was all giddy and excited. Yeah. <laughs> but they're saying it might... That, that apparently, there's, there's another um, dragon in, in the comics to do with the Great Protector. So, okay. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not that big, I'm not that big of a fan. Well, what you said about the martial arts, it's interesting because as I was looking at it, I was getting a lot of airbender feels from it. Yeah. And I didn't think that was appropriate. That's not a good yeah. thing, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you see, and, and I guess it, 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 it this goes down to what people like. So I don't like the American style martial arts. You know, in the boss, the one he did where he did those splits, I didn't, I, I thought, oh, any any American could do that. So I'm, I'm more the Crouching Tiger I like that, even though it's a bit, of, but to me, that's more Asian. I mean, Dapo, you've got taste because you're Asian. <laughs> you prefer original Asian produced yes. style martial arts. He grew up. He grew up, he grew up on Sha- 
he grew exactly. up on Shaolin movies. Yeah. Exactly, as opposed to American combination fried rice martial arts. <laughs> fried rice. No, it's true. Yeah. It, it's a problem, and I think they've talked about this a lot in, in the Asian community, like their reviewers as well. Like there's original, you know, Asian style. Uh, and I shouldn't say. Let's talk about China in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. Chinese style martial arts. Um, and we see what's coming out of China. And this, you, you hinted at this when you said you thought it would be another Mulan. So for me, Mulan was not of interest because I watch Chinese produced dramas and movies and I see how they do it. And to me, that's the standard. And when Hollywood does it, it's, it's just, it, it, sometimes I'm insulted. And I imagine if I feel insulted, how would my Chinese friends who are watching this feel as well but that's just me um you guys pitch in no it's it, it's i mean i my taste is different so yes i know what i like now i i, I know that marvel have got a, a great job they have to appeal to the asian market they have to appeal to the americans now i'm i'm not kevin feige so but if for my own view my own selfish view what i'll think is Shang-Chi, to start off with, Shang-Chi clearly, when it was created, was, was Marvel's Bruce Lee. There was no doubt. He was, it was at the height of the Bruce Lee's fame, and they basically created their own version of Bruce Lee. Now, some people will argue that they should, it should be a Bruce Lee style type, you know, the way Bruce Lee did his films. That's how it should be. But again, that's from, that's from the 70s. You can't really keep it that. So I'm okay if they do a mixture, if I'm being honest. If this guy in, in the whole film... Well, they're going to do a mixture. That's why I'm okay with because I've already seen some. <laughs> I've seen some American style. And so I've always got no choice. I mean, left to me, I don't know if anybody's seen... What's that show we used to watch on Netflix, um, Reds and Tunday? I always forget it. No Man's Land? It's not No Man's Land. It's not... No, not, not, not the... Um, the one with the... With the uh, what's her name? The Widow? The Widow, yes. So there's a, there's a show on Netflix called... I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm blanking on its name, but it's really, it's, it's got, because, Kung Fu, is it? no, 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 because no. I think there is a show on Netflix, okay. Yeah, so Kung Fu's new, I, this one's cool. Today, do you remember what it's The Warrior. Called? No, 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 war, no, no, Warrior, yeah. It's before Warrior. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but it's, 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 a, it's great, and yeah, it's got a, a character called The Widow, it's a lady, she's, well, I think she's awesome, but it's really, the, the choreography in it for martial art is really good. It's it's a mixture of as you said the old Asian, it's I'll say it's eighty percent that, but with twenty percent of the American style added on, and it it works very well. Oh, I just remember the show Into the Badlands. Into thank you Into, Into the, the Badlands. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So well, yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm hoping that uh, today doesn't get his wish and it doesn't become <coughs> a Mulan. Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't have to sound like Eddie Murphy. I hope that's not what they do. In- <laughs> <laughs> that would be an improvement on what I'm seeing so far. Yeah. We've evolved past that now. Like, give it to us like the way it should be. I must admit, though, your, your comment about Aquafina is exactly how I felt. So, so I thought, oh gosh, is it in this as well? That's literally what I felt. It's her time. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's my time. I'm finally yeah. out there. Just like Lupita was in everything. 
for yeah. a long time. We were like, yeah. Lupita, now only Lupita Wakako. So yeah, before before then before before Lupita it was Zo, it was Zoe Saldana right? Uh huh, Zoe Saldana. Yeah. So I think Hollywood has yeah. this tendency to take like the one minority, overuse yep. them, stretch them to one you know extent, and then okay once they're done, they now find the next person who will be the you know the representative, and it's a bit I don't know. I topic 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 for topic for another day. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, That's right. So let's let's move on to the second trailer, Suicide Squad, and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Tunde kick off on this one. Phoenix from his side of the fence. Yeah. So we're having a DC trailer where the opening is from James Gunn, director of Marvel movies, and I'm expected to be excited about that. So there's that going. There's all that going on, and I'm wondering. Also, um, the main thing, the main takeaway from this trailer, and I think the reason why people have been fighting, is that there's a particular scene, there's a particular mention of how Bloodsport killed Superman, shot Superman with kryptonite bullets, and James Gunn is coming out to say that it is not sure it's Henry Cavill that he shot or another version of Superman, and as usual, Snyder fans are rioting up and down. So there's that bit going on. But overall, though, the trailer is still like the same thing as the last one. It doesn't reveal much of the plot. So we're just waiting to see how that goes. Red, Red your views? Tunde just told you how bad it was without saying how bad it was. Um, so the, the trailer was a right mess, if you ask me. Um, so Deadshot's daughter was captured or was in prison or was was she arrested or something and then being used as is was that in the in the comics right no and i've got a point to make on this one and yeah so i i, I think it's just i think it's just gonna be another mess um just um <laughs> just the trailer the trailer is like absolutely all over the place and then we had starro was a starro yeah right, yeah, Starro, right. yeah 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 just uh I mean, I, I, okay, so on the first trailer, yeah. I, I, absolutely, I, I absolutely hated the first trailer. And I was all over, uh, well, I, sorry, I didn't hate it. I was more so mad about it to the point of, oh, God. I think this one, I think I, I like this one slightly better. Um, I think the, the few jokes in this one that I think landed better than the, than the first one. So I, I kind of think I like this trailer a bit better. I still don't like the Harley Quinn bits. I, 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 I start to think, I might be over Harley Quinn, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, it's just kind of okay. okay here we, we go. All are. <laughs> yeah. So now the whole the whole um, James Gunn thing. This I felt this felt a lot to me, and maybe I'm projecting trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy in a, in a way, and and I thought, oh, is that just because I know it's James Gunn? Is that why I'm feeling that way? Or am I actually getting the Dead of the Galaxy vibe? So I wasn't sure whether my, my bias was showing on that bit. It wasn't, it wasn't your bias. Oh, did you feel that way? That there was some element, you know? No, he has to get back at Marvel, right? <laughs> Wait, no, he's still coming back to, to do free. So he can't really yeah. try again. get... Now, there was one... There was one... Oh, sorry. Hold on a minute. There was one bit that I wanted to... Mentioned and and I think today started on it and it's I don't know what the fuss was about this about Bloodshot super, super, Superman 
I saw that in the in the in the trailer. I thought, oh, ha 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 ha, and I moved on. It, and I go online, uh, and people are fighting. Yeah, it's a massive issue, and I don't understand. I, I don't understand that at all. Now, so now I'm not sure what the fuss is about why people online are so upset about the fact that Superman got shot, and then there's an argument that oh, as long as it's not the Carol Superman. I mean, today these these are your people. Can, can you explain to me what this yes. is? The, what I got from it, because I've not been paying a lot of attention to it, is that they asked James Gunn on Twitter if it was going to be a recovery that was shot, and James Gunn said it doesn't do. And he doesn't think so, and they took it and they ran with it, that, oh no, they're, they're trying to replace the recovery of Superman, oh no, they are introducing another version of Superman. And so Snyder fans are rioting as usual. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't expect anything different from um, so-called Snyder fans. I mean, unless anybody's got anything else, I'm going to move on from those trailers. Um, anybody got anything else they want to say on it? Nope. Okay. Now, let's get on to the main part of the show. where, And actually, today, I want to start off with Superman and Lewis, the 11th episode and, I, and I, I think this is, might be the last episode for a couple of weeks because apparently there's a, they're taking a break for two or three weeks. Has everybody seen, is there anybody who hasn't seen this episode? Uh, I haven't seen it. Okay, okay. So you haven't seen it. Okay. Tunde, I presume you have. Yes, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Unfortunately. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right, okay. So let me put my cards on the table here. <laughs> last week, I... Hated on the episode, episode 10. I did not like it at all. I know I think everybody on the podcast last week basically gave it a thumbs down, and that was our first thumbs down of the whole season. And I was worried going into this episode that this would be you know, we're now fully into CW territory. Now, from Tunde's reaction, about unfortunately, I think he doesn't like it. I loved this episode, I absolutely, I, 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 I was. Oh, nostalgia. I totally, absolutely love this episode. So today, I want to hear your objections first. <laughs> okay. I'll go quickly. Say. So this episode is an extension of what happened in episode one, where yes. we see a longer history of Spaman and Louis' relationship, how they met, how they, their relationship in the office and all that, up, until the, up towards the end of the episode. So majority of what we watched was flashbacks, and I would admit the flashback sequences were very good. They were very well done. Why I'm over the show as a whole is what is going on in the modern day. Okay. We have Morgan Ed trying to turn Superman evil with a big red beam and the family all being worried about it and are way over that storyline. I've been tired for that storyline for the past 10 years that they've been trying to push it <laughs> and it's still not working up until now. It's poorly done and... Um, at this part, this is, the, this is the point where I drop a series off that I'm watching. Okay. Yeah. So I have to. Okay. So okay, I can see why you didn't like it now. So just for our viewers out there, as today said, this whole episode there's a lot of flashbacks. So it's, it goes back all the way back to when he decides to become Superman, when he first comes to Metropolis, when he first meets Lewis. It's very, it's very um, charming. And if you, anybody watched the first episode, it's more along those veins so it's really charming and the bit of relationship between her, him and Luke I just loved it all that aspect yes in the modern day what's happening in the modern day is 
basically Morgan Edge is threatening that you come to our side or I'm going to kill your family. That's basically, you know, the threats he's, he's, he's making. And in, in the end, and I can say it's a bit cliche, Superman, to protect his family, Superman submits to Morgan Edge and I don't know what, he uses some of his Kryptonian magical, scientific nonsense. And at the end, we see someone come up with his glowing, angry red eyes. You know, just to, just to indicate now he's turned bad. So yeah, that, all that bit was a bit cliche, but to be honest, I, I was, also to mention it, I totally forgot about that part. <laughs> I was more focused on the bits I really enjoyed in the show, which, to be, to the, to be fair to the episode, was about 80% of the show. Because it was mainly looking back on the history of Superman and where, and we, we see when his, he, he had his kids, we see all of those aspects, we, we see his mom. Oh, I just loved it. it it's, it's really nostalgic. It's the kind of Superman I like. And then in the end, in the last 20 minutes, I, we get the Superman I don't like. <laughs> the, the ones that the, the Snyder, I say, I think the Snyder fans like, the, the angry Superman. Ew. No, 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 no. Let's not, let's not, let's not do that here, please. Let's not attack Snyder. That's why not Superman is here with this. No, I will riot. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Okay, is there anything else you want to say about the episode um, today? Since you're the only one to watch it apart from me. Uh, besides, no, not really. It <laughs> makes me a lot scared about what is coming forward, what we are going to see in the next final stretch. So this is episode 11. We have four more episodes to go. And okay. the writing team on these four episodes have written the worst episode on the show yet. For the next four episodes, they wrote the worst episode yet, so I'm not giving them a lot of... I don't have a lot of hope about what's going to happen and how they're going to wrap up the story. Okay. Yeah. All right, so, yeah. So that's that's it for Superman Lewis this, this week. We'll hopefully catch up with them if there is a break, maybe in a couple of weeks. Right, now let's talk... So coming over to the Marvel side of things, so we had the, the third episode of Loki that came out. <laughs> um... Mia, please tell me you've watched this. Uh, Red, uh, you've been a big side there. <laughs> Mia, I, 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 have you oh, watched this? Red, you're yeah, yeah, not enjoying your Marvel yes, show. Wow. <laughs> so, Red, Red, let yeah. me go. I, I, I want to I wanna hear our guest not opinion first. So. Okay, right. let her go. Okay. We need to talk about that building that fell down and reversed. <laughs> Back up. Yep. I thought my mind oh, was playing tricks on me, <laughs> but I rewound and I was like, no, okay, so how did that happen? We need answers. We need answers. And I think Loki's up to tricks because none of that made sense. Hey, go on today. <laughs> go on today because... Oh, no, oh, I'm just going to eat on this episode if, we, if I continue. Well, I, everything I, that happened has been nonsense. I, and to be honest, I'm in that camp. And, even, and, and that scene you described me, yeah? I literally just watched it again maybe about an hour ago. And it, first time, I thought he did a kind of force field, but you're right. He actually reversed it back. And I thought, hang on a minute. Is this a new power? Where is this from? Exactly. And I came, I came up with this long theory to explain it, but I didn't realise that there's something that made it rubbish. I actually thought maybe this, this whole thing was an illusion. That uh, what, What's her name? What's, what's she called her name? Sylvie? The other Loki. Sylvie. Yeah. That you know that time she tried to, to try to mess with Loki's mind, yeah. And she said, "Oh, my mind's too strong." I thought, mm-hmm. "What if it wasn't? What if from that point onwards, 
we are in that illusion. In that illusion. But I thought Loki was the one doing the illusion, not so Ah, okay. But then so much was to happen in illusion. Mm-hmm. Did it make sense if it was an illusion? And mm-hmm. I thought, nah, maybe that's a rubbish... Maybe I'm reaching here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so... I mean, it was weird. What was that whole speech about what love really is? Oh, and, God. Unless Loki is in love with himself, being silly. Love is a dagger. I get that. Love is a so, very beautiful dagger. Aha. So maybe there's a dagger involved in this illusion that someone has been stabbed. I mean, think back to Coulson and, and Loki, yeah. you know, piercing through him. With, with that sword that maybe I don't know I'm guessing I, 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 I know this week they must explain it if they keep us in the dark I ain't gonna watch it no more because but, it wasn't <laughs> episode 3 was too confusing it, I, I found the whole episode logic not with no logic I, I didn't understand the, the, the cost of fighting and then okay we trust each other then the yeah, physics, physics of the place where you're saying one minute there's this hailstone of meteorites that you run around and next minute you're taking a little casual stroll and I thought uh-huh <laughs> yeah it, it, and the whole... woman left behind on the planet can I, can I talk for a reason yeah go go red yeah go red <laughs> yes please try and defend this show red <laughs> so um, and I'm going to disappoint you Sunday. <laughs> as the biggest one of the biggest Marvel fans out there um, looking forward to Loki. I've been hyping it. One word after watching episode three was the word that comes keeps coming to my mind is empty. <laughs> like, it wasn't even a filler episode. I just felt empty. There was nothing, absolutely nothing. I tried to, I don't know, I watched it again, tried to see if there was things in the conversation I could pick out. Um, like I said, oh, so the time gizmo whatever the machine transports them to i don't even remember the name of the planet or the moon levantis and then they're, levantis and, they, and they're dodging meteorites and moon rocks then all of a sudden you're walking you, you take a chill and you talk and, <laughs> you, and you're everything train, is and you're trained and the train tracks don't get destroyed and i'm like oh lord have mercy <laughs> Marvel. Marvel better. Marvel better come up with a good explanation for this one. I'm sorry. I, 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 it's rubbish. It's not a dream. No. It's, uh, <laughs> let's let's accept what will you do if it is a dream? So, so if it is, if it is, if it is rubbish, there will be the height of ineptitude on on Marvel's part. Like how how could they, how could this how could this pass? I, I watched it and I had a. I'm getting, I'm getting echo back on me here again. I, I watched this and I had a very strong... I, I don't know if anybody here watches Doctor Who. It felt very strongly like a Doctor Who episode. I mean, like, I kept on thinking, hang on, mate, is this on purpose? Is, is it a homage? Well, not, not, even, not even the Tom Baker Doctor Who. Well, I, 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 I wasn't going to say... Because the jokes did not land. I'm sorry. I actually... I, so, I, I, go on today. I'm going to be in the worst position now, put myself in the worst position, and try and defend this episode. I don't like Why? it, but I see what they are going for. And on paper, this episode is supposed to be the strongest episode of the show. Because it's supposed to be a deep look into these two characters. Like, you isolate these two characters, and they talk about their plans, their plots, their visions, 
you understand where they are coming from. So on paper, I can see what they were going for, and I really wanted it to be that. I really wanted to learn more about fake Loki's plan. I really wanted to know, okay, where is she coming from? What is she doing? What does she want to achieve? Her goals. And they had a lot of runtime to do that here, but they did none of that. When Loki questions her, what's your plan? He accepts it immediately. He doesn't go, she gives a vague answer, and she doesn't go deeper into it. And I think that's where they failed a lot in this episode. Because if you see the structure of the show, this is a six-episode show. The first two episodes establishes Loki's position and mm. the Time Lords. This episode was supposed to establish Sylvie's position as the main antagonist. We are supposed to know, okay, what's our goal? And at the end of this episode, we are left with more questions than answers. So Today, uh, I'm laughing. It's like they are trying to do something I'm, for the field. I'm laughing today because you just call them Time Lords. <laughs> Instead of timekeepers, you actually use you actually use a Doctor Who yeah. you use a Doctor Who reference. <laughs> At this point, they are basically the same thing. Right. So, I my, my my biggest beef is what you just said there. The whole logic. So when when you're writing the story for me, you need to get, you need to establish what these guys really want first, and then everything has to flow logically. That what they do, I don't understand what what this girl said she wanted, Sylvie makes no sense and you know what has she got and even once you try to invade the timekeeper i think what so your plan was just to go there and start physically beat them up uh, go for what exactly <laughs> like what were you going to get plan is. Yeah. i don't think there's a plan <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and to this right this this episode was meant to be some deep bonding between these two characters it, there was nothing it, it's all faff in, in my in my view they didn't, they didn't who land was it. She, who was Loki hinting at that he was in love with? Who? Did he I, 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 I don't think it was anybody we know. I mean, that's my view. I, 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 nothing came to my mind. I just assumed it's somebody the in his long he life. talked about it, it seemed like it was supposed to be somebody we'd seen in, in the past movies. Well, that person would be his mom. Have we ever seen him? Have we seen him show interest in anybody? No. At all. Yeah, so, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you might get on with Sylvie. I'm not even convinced she's a Loki, if I'm being honest. I think she's an enchantress. Oh. You know. Ooh. But there was there was something that left me curious. It said everyone working at the time, whatever, we're all all variants. Yes. So I I don't know where that is going. I don't see how it's gonna work based on how they laid it out in the beginning. Oh, yeah. so, I just so that know. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me actually. Yeah, go on today. Because that's how Loki was introduced to the timekeepers. It was there's a whole bureaucratic process of you being arrested. So I assume they don't kill everybody that they arrest. Some of them end up joining, like the way so the way Loki joins the timekeepers, it seems to be a standard process. I mean, Owen just vouches for him and says, Oh yeah, I need this person. No, but does, I don't think the others know that there were variants. Not, they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, it's like they don't know. Are wiped so at some point. Their yeah. memories are wiped and out of point and they joined. Okay. So it makes sense to keep this variant on as a tax force and just wiping them off completely. So I think yeah. But then that begs like with Peter Android. So that that begs then that beggars one question. Who knows the truth? So let's assume Owen... Oh, um, I call him Mobius. Mobius is an aware that he's a variant, and I'm pretty most of them don't. Does that mean it's only the judge Ravona who's aware? Is she even aware? She herself looks like. I don't think Ravona has to be aware. I don't think there are three lizards anywhere. 
No, no. It's, it's Kang. <laughs> Kang's the new Mephisto. It's Kang. Yeah, I think I think the whole thing's a scam, but I'm I'm just not a fan of this this show at the moment. It's really, yeah. I think out of all the three I've seen so far, at the moment this is tracking the lowest for me. <laughs> you know, um, a lot of people have pointed out that Loki himself is not the variant; it's the whole Avengers who rescued. Oh, that's very true. You know, who, who you know the whole everyone who was involved in Endgame two. Is, yeah. is a variant but why are they coming after Loki so it has to be somebody who has a reason for coming after Loki I, behind the time lizards time keepers yeah I, I can understand that these time keepers are a scam and it's just one guy who for whatever reason selfish reason wants to keep a particular flow of time and anybody who doesn't suit his plan he gets rid of them under this pretense of, or you know, so I, I can I can get behind the whole that they just f- they fed all these time cop um, TVA people a lot of BS that this is why you're doing it, but it's not true in my mind. And so, uh, but we've only got three episodes left. So now I'm wondering, are we going to find out in three episodes, or is this going to be something that's going to leak onto another season? I think there's the, the, only three episodes left. I thought it would be like at least ten episodes. No, oh, no, six. It's, it's six. What? That, yeah, that, that's part of it. Oh, like it's angry. yeah, there's there isn't enough runway to land this show anymore. If you ask me, yeah. in this and season, no. No. Yeah, I, I remember worry. Tom Edelstein has promised you guys episode four and five will be fantastic. He have so? it. Yeah, he said that but, four and five will but be. But he's a liar episodes. and a trickster. We can't believe. What did you expect him to say? The god of lies. Yeah. But so today, if you no, look, wait, is coming, so. to look at it now, we have at this end of this episode. So in this episode, basically, the the plan of escape is thwarted, and they're standing there. So somehow they have to resolve how to get off this planet. Also, he will use the time stone that he stole from episode one. Um, oh dear! No, Owen is going to arrest. Owen is going to arrest him. I think. Wait, did did he, did, did he take that cube with him? He took it. He took it. Took, no, he took it, but then it, it wasn't working. Because Morbius told him, there, yeah, yeah, it doesn't work there. This whole time, right? Clearly. Mm, that's interesting. I, I, okay, I, I, I totally blanked on that bit. I didn't. I didn't even think about that at all. That's but, probably how he got the building to to go back up. Oh, interesting. That's a good bit of pressure doing. Yeah, that's that. Oh, that. yeah. Thank you for that. Yes, I yeah, did. That did not. It's all not an illusion. Then he ah, okay. Because that did look like a reversal. Yeah. Totally. Ah, right. Okay. And even that whole scene, they were just running in circles. I didn't know if they were running into the shuttle. If there was a spaceship. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. that, that. Very <laughs> unfair, you know? No, that that that, show, that episode was a mess. It was a mess. It was, oh god, I don't know. It was yeah. Uh, uh, and you guys are taking the phone out of me eating on Marvel with you. <laughs> Sorry. See, Marvel <laughs> fans will always be honest and truthful. If something is That's good, true. it's good. If it's not, that is what we do. DC yeah. fans, because DC fans, yeah. no matter what, because we don't. This does not make rubbish. We only, we only make good stuff. Uh, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> you, you then you made red choke on choke on his dinner. <laughs> you know your statement. 
I mean, yeah, I, I can't defend it. I mean, don't be wrong. I, 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 I like Marvel. I, I like it. And th- when they start with me, they've always got a lot of credit in my bank. But with this one, they've burnt through a lot of it. <laughs> I'm not buying this one at all. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about on this episode? Uh, oh, sorry, let, let, let's go back to Sy- Sylvie. Mm-hmm. If she's a Loki, do, do, don't you think... The way she's acting in this episode was totally different from the way she was acting at the end of the second episode, where she was she seemed a bit more organized, menacing at the end of two. And in this one, she seemed more like Even at the end of one, when she when she lit them up, she looked yeah. like like she had a purpose, like there was something. This was yeah, she looked pet, like she a seems, petulant. She seems yeah, she seems softer and not as aggressive as we were made to think she was in the beginning. And in the beginning, I was imagining it was a monstrous Loki we were going to okay. encounter, like a mutated, abomination version of Loki. Okay. And then it turned out to be Sophie, and all she is done in, in episode three is just sort of run around and shout and complain and hasn't really... I can't pair the actions of you know the first two episodes with the Sylvie we're seeing in episode three. And we don't really know why she's so angry at them. Exactly. Yeah, she hasn't said she reminds me of. She said her whole life she's been running from them. Yeah. Why? Exactly. I was going to say. Sorry, today. She reminds me of Flag Smashers, the girl, the main girl in Flag Smashers. Oh, yes. You're right. You're right. Similar to Snow Oh, I wish I'd been on the previous episodes where you guys discussed it. That character. Anyway. Yeah, you're right. Now, so, predictions. I know what this prediction is. Do you think the rest of the episodes are just going to be of this level of quality? Do you think we are underestimating them and there's a big, you know, great writing review that we're going to say, oh, sorry, Marvel, for doubting you? What, 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 what are you thinking? Personally, no. I hope so, but no. Uh, my, my, all the bones in my body are telling me not to, not to hold out hope. <laughs> Mia? Uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful again because I've enjoyed all the previous ones, and I don't feel like the previous ones disappointed. So I'm hoping this will not go that route as well. Today, I know you, you're dying to talk here. Okay, you should. Okay, you should learn to have more faith in your Marvel. I mean, I've been disappointed you before like this. Come on. I'm a real. I'm I a realist. So when I saw one and two, I was like, okay, one, okay, two. Mm, but three, like I said, just left me empty. I have nothing to hold on to. You know, every time I want to hold on to something, it just it just slipped away. This last one, completely, it's gone. <laughs> nothing to hold. So, so for me, I think they have a big twist they are, they are planning to come on with. I, I believe they have something like that planned. But I don't think the writing is going to be competent enough for it to land. So they will give us a big twist that is supposed to explain everything, but I don't think it will land well. That's my prediction. Though. Okay, so I, I have a question. So, Kevin Feige, do you think he oversees this as tightly as, it, as he oversees the, the, the movies? No. No. And I say that in a good way, as a compliment. Because this particular, these three shows that we've seen so far, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki, they've been experiments completely different from what you see from Marvel. Completely new style of storytelling. They are going in bold new directions that Marvel usually does not explore. So I think it's giving the creators a lot more leeway in what they are doing. 
and we are seeing it express itself like this. Yeah. So is that a good thing or a bad thing for you? Personally, it's both. It's a good thing because one of my biggest complaints for the MCU is how safe their storytelling has always been, with a few notable exceptions. So seeing them go in this direction, even though it's not as successful as I would have preferred it to be, I still like I still like the directions they are going into. It reminds me a bit of, and I think I mentioned this when we were discussing is this CU a failure, where the films where they allow creators to have their leeway, some are very, very good and some are very, very bad. So it's both it's going both ways for me. And I think yeah, the good ones actually land in wells. We have some really nuanced storytelling in some parts, and we have some terrible parts. So it's fifty fifty so far. Okay. Um, may I you do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, and it wouldn't be possible for one for Kevin to be overseeing both for overseeing everything. It yeah. makes sense, yes, that someone should be making sure there's that level of continuity and it all fits within, but then something gives. You can't be as good at everything if you're trying to do everything all at once. So. Yeah. Red, your 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 take on it? No, I like it because that's the that's a template for image, right? And uh, we see how well image turns out. You have some really, really crappy books. And some of the best writings that have come out of comic books recently yeah. is from image. Yeah, so I like it. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I can see it both ways. Like, like you guys have said, yes, unless you're being bold, you don't get excellent sometimes. And also, when you're trying to be bold, some, sometimes you will float water and fail. And it's, it's, it goes hand in hand. So, yeah, I guess. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see how this ends. So, unless anybody's got anything else to say, I think that will bring us to the end of speaking about um, that episode of Loki. So, we, we've got three more. Oh, we need to give you our scores. Oh, we yes. Scores. Oh, actually, we didn't even rate Superman and Lewis. Did we? Uh, that, that's bang average for me, 2.5. Okay, out of five, what's your score for Superman and Lewis? Yeah. 2.5. It's... 2.5? Oh, no. Okay, I'm, I'm, giving yeah. it a, I'm giving it a four. Everybody, don't listen to today. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you a four out of five. Right for Loki, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off for Loki. I'm giving this like a one point five out of five for me. Mia, yeah. uh, three. Oh, three. three okay, episode three. Three. Okay, red. Two. And today. Okay, I was going to give it two, but I'll give it one point nine because of red. Uh, you just have to go lower. <laughs> you just have to go lower than red. Yeah. Okay. I like the fact that Mia is very too positive. So, I'm, I'm, you know, at least somebody's, you know, is keeping the faith. Right. So, <laughs> so today we now come to the comic that we want to discuss this week. And we've picked Kingdom Come. And today we're, go- we're only going to be discussing the first two issues. And... I know for a fact everybody here has read it, even if they've not read it recently, they've read it, they've read it before. Uh, I've read it multiple times. Today, because you're DC, I want to let you go first. You know, give you that respect so you can go first on this book. Yes, this is the book. This is the seminal <laughs> book. In terms of comic book, this is it. Marvel has never put out anything as good as this in their entire history. <laughs> So yes, let's get that single time. Yes, I say it every time, and I'm always correct. So I need to, (laughs) so I need to establish that out there, because yes. So 
it has been a while since I've read this book. And reading it with new lenses, some stories, some things it mentions hits home a lot harder than before. There are some things that I'm, some story bits I'm just noticing for the first time. And this story is set in a world where superhumans are now commonplace. The big giants, they've all retired and they've gone back. And one of the first things I noticed is the character of Superman here, how he's presented. This is the same argument I wished Wally was on the court because this is the same argument we've been having about <laughs> the character of Superman. Where does he want, how does he respond? Like, why isn't he doing more? And his response to human judgment. So, we have a Superman that, because he doesn't agree with the way the law is being run, he chooses to retire instead of imposing his will. And he goes into seclusion, into hiding. That's a good bit. And I'll touch on that more later on. But there's some story bit I really want to mention. We have immigration crisis here. We have extreme. <laughs> extreme political movements here. We have, like, people strongly against immigration, people strongly for immigration, and we see the extreme side class. We have a culture of... And this is touching you on mutants. Of <laughs> people people expecting... people. You know, and, and I didn't notice this before, but there was a part where Norman is talking about human excellence, and it sounds almost uh, an human supremacist ideal. That yeah. yes, because of we have superpowers, we, humans cannot excel, and it feels almost defeatist. That okay, no, I've given up, and I want that particular ideal back. It's something we see in notable mutant haters. This is kind of ideals. <laughs> Peter Gyrich and the Orkis is yeah. actually espousing, and these are things I didn't notice at all. Like I said before, reading this book again to this past week, and I actually appreciate it because it is not hitting us on the head with all these things. It's just making us aware that it's there. And it's almost precise in the fact where we have extreme sides of people who believe they are doing the right thing, always clashing, without without thinking of the consequences of that to the normal human beings and people around them. So that particular bit, it's extremely well done. So that's for... And we now have the introduction of Superman as a character. is return. And this is where... I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Superman returns and he chooses his, his way of returning back. He chooses now to be the kind of superhero Wally wants him to be. He yes. chooses to be the. He chooses to impose his will without responses. He's making himself lord and master over everything, over every without response to any human law. And we see the human response to that. They are noticeably very afraid of him. They are noticeably very scared of him. And that particular divide. It's something that I can go on and on about it. The last bit I'll talk about is how the remaining superheroes responded to Superman's retirement. And we see superheroes like Batman and Flash turn their states into basically cities. Into, they become secret police. They turn their states into a world, into 1984. And <laughs> back then, when I, when I read it as a kid, these are things, oh, this is so cool. Like Flash policing the entire, running around the entire city and saving everybody and doing everything that all at once. I thought this was a very fantastic idea. That go Flash, that's fantastic. Reading it now, I'm actually very scared. That oh wow. So the idea of one person policing everybody all at once, no privacy, no jurisdiction, nothing. It's now very scary to me that no, I don't want this kind of. This is actually wrong. This is actually <laughs> evil. The same thing with Batman, with his own role by fear and this. 
the comic goes on and says that, oh yeah, Batman gets as a sitting at hand. And it's supposed to be a good thing, but I'm reading it now. Um, no, this is terrible. This is a very bad idea. And those, those particular bits, reading it with his fresh eyes and noticing these things, it's why I think I'm appreciating this comic a lot more. Oh yeah, one last thing I'll mention is police brutality in this comic. There's a particular <laughs> scene in the beginning where, and that's with Parasite, where we see the superheroes cornering Parasite, and it immediately took me to every image of police brutality I've seen in the past couple of years, where the criminal is begging and begging for his life, and the guys are saying, no, we are being heroes, and it's well done. It's almost precise in how it's written. If it's written now, a lot of people that like this book, they will absolutely hate it, because it's very divisive in its writing. I think that says a lot about where we are now. Right wow. over. <laughs> that was, did you did you type that out to us? Because that was from the heart. Wow. Right, who wants to go next? <laughs> Who's gonna go after that? <laughs> Tunde is a is a tough act to follow. He's a very good analyst. V- very good. Yeah. So um I've not read the book in the in recent times, so I, I'm not sure I have much to say. But, however, it's a seminal book, but it's not the best book ever written. So, today, let's just, let's just, let's just put that aside. Um, it used to be my best, well, uh, Marvel is not the only thing out there. <laughs> I mean, it used to be my best book, then... Um, I know where your best book is anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, you do. So, then, then, Game, then Game Man came along. And on top of that, um, then Hickman came along. I can't remember the details of the book, so I have to I have to stand down, okay, and, and read, then come back for episode three next week. Yeah. Uh, Mia, have you had a chance to read it recently, or are you going from memory of when? Yeah, you... uh, I I've read it before, okay. um, a few years back, a couple of pregnancies ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, for this, I I went back to it and. I really was struck by the quality of writing, especially for the first part. Yeah. So I really agree with Tunde on that, that the writing is really excellent. Um, for me, personally, anything that's got references to to Judeo-Christianity yeah. uh, is always going to hit home for me because I find that that is the always the elephant in the room whenever you're dealing with superhero concepts yeah. or, or hero, heroic concepts to begin with. So the comic doesn't shy away from that and really just goes into it. And, and I appreciated the writing for that. Um, the best part for me, maybe because I'm also a bat wanker, even though I'm not like the biggest uh, <laughs> fan, was when they said... And don't, please please don't, call yourself, don't call yourself that. Please. Okay. <laughs> what, what, <what's... laughs> okay, maybe the female version of that, whatever. No, no, just say you like Batman. No, no. Okay. There's no, there's no good, like, there's no good way. I like, I like Batman, and I, and okay. I, and I feel like I would be okay with the police state if it was Batman's police state. Oh and wow! As scary as that may seem for for certain readers, to me it feels. Oh like my! Batman. She's is, she's worse. Ah, <laughs> I'm worse. Okay, but when they say at one point in the story that. Uh, Batman has Gotham under control. That line, 
I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but yeah. that line for me was everything. I was like, <laughs> what else? Gotham's not going to descend into madness, even yeah. if the rest of the world does, because Batman's got it. Um, but I, I also the the scene that followed that was when Batman's costume is off, and you see Batman being supported by arm braces, leg braces, neck braces, yeah, all sorts yeah. of things just to keep going. And yet, despite his physical limitations, he's no longer the young Bruce Wayne that he was, and he should be bedridden completely, but he's still going, trying his hardest to keep that city safe. And just that visual of him in all those braces was was it for me for those uh for those two for, for part one and part two of the story so that was my takeaway yeah i mean, I, I hate when i have to sometimes agree with Tunde, and this book is really good uh, and i i read i read it again um today and yesterday first into episodes uh, issues and i was struck by how it applies to a lot of things that are going on, both in real life and even in our whole geek world. And I, I just, I'm reading this and I'm, I'm amazed at how could this book hold up so well. I still be, it's almost like if that book was written yesterday, I don't think it could be more relevant to some of the stuff that's actually going on now in, in how it handled all the different themes. And I just have to give credit to, to Mark Wade on the, on the story he's crafted. This whole, it made me laugh because, and I don't know if Tunday feels that because you might disagree. We, we have, we, for me, we have a Superman that was the Superman I like, who kind of in this book kind of failed. If, in the public's eye, oh no, you're not, you're too good. You're not, you're not doing enough. You're not, you know, you're not doing what, you're not using all your powers. And towards the end, when, so he goes away. And then when something really bad happens, I in this comic, um Tunde alluded to the was it who alluded to the police brutality bit? Was that Tunde? Yeah. Yeah. So the consequences of this police brutality, I mean, when we talk talk about police brutality in, in the real world, you tend to have some black chap end up losing his life. Now we have super powered beings applying the same police methods on another superpowered being, and this time the consequences way worse. A million people died as a result of this beating because, you know, w- w- with such powers involved, basically, parasites split open the Captain Atom, so it killed off the whole state of Kansas and more. And that event forces Superman to come back out of retirement. And now he's adopting the policies and the, what all these, what I call the dark Superman fans want. Yes, this is Superman who's come here now say, right, it's my way or it's a highway. I'm going to... And you can see why he's fi- while he's thinking that way. But and I said that, you can say, oh, boy, man, now you've gone down the wrong... <laughs> you've gone down the wrong path here. Uh, and it, 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 I always like the fact that no matter which way he goes, Batman never agrees with him. <laughs> anyway, and Batman... And Batman, you know, he goes to see Batman and basically Batman basically says, no, I'm not joining your side. And we find out that Batman's was almost kind of preparing for this. Yeah. Always, yeah. yeah, you know, with his own. So the thing, and you, um, you've already spoken about the whole religious imagery throughout. It, it, it leans into, especially the Christian, the Christian, the Christian imagery of um, the what's, what's that? What's the book called? The last book, the, the rest, um, Revelations. The Revelations, and it talks about yeah. a lot. 
And the title's imageries from the Bible. It's even, actual... even, the, even the resurrection when yes. Superman was coming down. I think I remember that part. Yeah. And all mm. the emerald table. It, it kind of fits mm. into the comic. It, it, you know what I also felt? I said, and I don't know why. I don't know why. If, I don't think Zack Snyder's ever read this book. If Zack Snyder read this book, he would love to film it. He's all about religious. You know, I'm glad he hasn't. Because I, I, I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't, I don't want him. I don't want him anywhere near it. <laughs> but. There's a lot of imagery. Now, now, what one one thing that I found funny here is when I was reading the villains parts. So there's, there's also a group of villains who would you know get in there. Initially, their goals seem kind of beneficial <laughs> to a certain point, but then you realize no, actually, you're just the same old evil bastards. But what you you know your your aim your your goals kind of a lineup and for the for time being with what Batman wants to do in terms of like Superman Superman now is basically, basically become a fascist. That there's no way to to sugarcoat it. Superman is now a fascist and he's going around not even in America, he's going around to other countries, imposing his wills on, on their on their super um super beings. And what's interesting for me is Wonder Woman as a character in the in this book. So she so where we where so I say again, Mia. I'm saying yeah, go there. Yeah, she, she in this book where we meet her, she's she was constantly trying to get someone back in the game. Because when someone left, as as um, today said, so a lot of the superheroes went their own way. Batman just took, decided to focus on on Gotham, Flash on his own city, Green Lantern just left and was in space guarding against extra extraterrestrials, and but Wonder Woman always wanted Superman to get back, and we see her early on trying to convince her to come back. Now that he's back, she's very militant in, in her attitude. And we realise that she's been stripped of her royal um, duties. So she, you know, her quiz kicked her out. Basically, they, they said to her, in your mission to bring peace to mankind, you failed. You're no longer... So I think that's weighed on her. So she's really militant about, no, we need to sort this earth out. We need to get rid of... So she, you can see she's, she's barely towing this line of Superman. And and I mean I've read it before, so we know where it's going. And it, but really, the second time round, I don't know what I noticed that that gradual build was always there with her and where she was going. I don't know if anybody else felt about that about Wonder Woman. Yeah, the trouble with Wonder Woman is she's a warrior. But what is a warrior if there's peace? Yep. What purpose do you serve? So she's she's found a roundabout way of bringing about the peace through war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's declared that war on anyone who will not comply with, with what she and Superman believe to be the, the right way to go. Um, and, and you see why, and that's the trouble with fascism, there's always a reason why it starts. There's always a rational logic yep. before it descends, and you can see why people would adhere to it or run to it in droves, because it always prevents, it always provides an alternative to the current situation. And the current situation is the madness that these superpowered beings have brought upon the world with you know running amok and so they're presenting this alternative life or, or this version yeah. of peace and so people will cling to that and so you know I, I think obviously people would focus on Superman and Batman in this comic but really Wonder Woman's take on this is really interesting she's 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 a rebel without a cause but not a rebel she's a 
she's a police officer looking for rules yep. to implement and put in place and beat it into people so she can feel fulfilled and go back to her her sisters and then and say i've finally done what you've said i should do please welcome me back into the fold okay okay now today i want i, want, I wanted to ask you a question Re- reading it now and i don't know when you last read it do you think that this this book itself shows some of the other heroes in a good light? And I'm talking about people like Green Lantern. Because I'm thinking, Superman left, and you lost your own purpose. You know, we can understand why Superman left, because, yeah, I mean, for, for, for those who have not read it, and to us, if you've not read this book, I suggest you read it. I know Tunde said Marvel's never written, written anything as good. I, I can't actually argue against it. Of what today said, and that's a lot for me saying that. It's, don't, it, don't, 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 don't do I, that to him. So no, right. don't do that. Just, I, just. I have to. It's, it's a really good book. I know, but we can't <laughs> get, we can't get today that. No. But, but, and one of the issues of, oh, I had with it in the past was, I mean, don't worry, I don't, I don't like Hard Jordan, so I can even, I said that he's a, he's a, he will do something like that. But I, I thought you, uh, did you have an issue with that? That some, the way the other heroes reacted to Superman's leaving. It's oh, like it's interesting. I'm not sure I, I buy what Mark is trying to do here with these characters. Because yes, Superman inspired all these people to be a hero. He was the first step. And I can see the kind of effect him stepping down would have on these kind of people. Because if you know to the DC universe, Superman is basically Jesus, as far as they're concerned. So seeing someone of you have so much faith in give up the fight. Yes, it has, it's going to have a lot of effect on you as a person. But seeing these people base their entire morality on Superman, I think it does a disservice to these characters. Yeah. Most of them are not just good because Superman was good. Yes, they are inspired by him to do good acts. But yeah, I understand why you would give why you would feel, why your faith would be shaken. But you turning away completely, it's I, I know what Mark is going for here, the yeah, expression yeah. of who Superman is. But on these characters. I, I rather prefer the interpretation of the ones who changed their methods, like Flash and Batman, who still kept on the fight, but their methods changed, than the ones who said, oh, no, we are not doing it again. They gave up. I don't think so, built enough justification for that. I, I, disa- I disagree. So if you look at human beings and hero worship, it's just what happens. People always look for a beacon and just one person that they base their, the benchmark their morality on. That person tells them to do something or lose once that person loses their compass. For those that never really had a strong moral benchmark by themselves, like um Batman and Flash, they're gonna lose their way. Batman from day one was always prepping for contingencies against if Superman should go rogue, going up against Superman. So for him, Superman walking away, would not have the same effect. All the others were just small-time heroes doing their thing, and then you had this guy who come and put them together, and he's like he's like a father figure, or like the hero figure, so to speak. He's gone. They have no beacon. They have no moral um, guidance on what to do. They've lost the true north. The, 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 exactly. They lose the north. And, and it's the same with human beings, regular human beings, you're looking for something to look forward to, to hold on to. Once that thing gets shaken, if you're not strong, you also get shaken. Okay. 
Yeah. I think that's a good idea. It makes me think less of these people. But I can buy I can actually buy that that all yeah. of them all this they have morality on Superman. But as a whole, on their character level, it just makes me think less of them that you guys are not strong enough on your own. You are basically following the Superman cult. I I I don't know if is what what Flash went for in his what he decided to do and what Batman decided to do. And I was, I was thinking to myself, and this goes back to what you said about human excellence. What Flash is doing, while you think I'm saving everybody, is almost removing human agency. And, and I re- when I was young, when I read this, I, I probably thought, oh yeah, great, saving everybody. Now I don't, I don't agree with that. God, what, what are you doing? You know, people are not learning consequences of their actions anymore. You know, pe- people, people be purposely careless now. I can imagine that. You know, in a city where they know that, oh, no matter what I do, this guy's coming run, come and save me. It's, I thought, well, this is, I know, I don't, I don't know what's worse, living in Flash's town or go to Batman's town with, with surveillance everywhere, <laughs> bat robots everywhere. You know, what's going on? <laughs> you know, and then I go to Hawkman's part of town and he's like some eco terrorist. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Why would Hawkman be an eco terrorist? I mean, so I, I, yeah, it's but the whole point of human because in in this book, the humans and when I say humans, are people the normal the normal humans they've lost they have they all feel to have no say in their own lives anymore. You know, when these super beings have to have a battle, they 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 are just you know that collateral damage. Yeah, collateral damage. Nobody's even trying to save them. No. Anymore, and it, yeah, it's it's quite. Oh, but come on, let's talk about the arts. I was waiting for that, <laughs> Alex Alex Ross. That I remember very well. The artist, oh, it's just gorgeous. Yeah. There's one scene when 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 we first see someone come back. I look at that painting. I was I was like a big soppy smile on my face. And, you know, it was it was perfectly drawn. It's the shade, and it's the shade of the blue. Yes. Yes. There was just something about it, very different. Like, it's it's aged with Superman. It wasn't the same dark blue. It was it wasn't faded, but was it was paler than the norm. Then it, it was just different. Yeah, completely. I, I, I yeah. mean, this this kind of made Alex Ross. I, I, I think this is what made him a household name. Like, blue. that's what put him on the map. Yeah, yeah. Put him on the, it was, yeah. but it's just I, I just reading it again and looking at the art. I, I'm just loving it and. For people who like spotting Easter eggs, they're they're littered throughout his, 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 his images. In the background, you see little. There's a lot of who watches the Watchmen references. If you could spot loads of them, all in the background. Yeah, in the first two issues, I spotted like at least seven direct references to. I have to reread that book, it. That book, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I just, the art just complements Mark Wade's, you know, um, writing on this. Anybody want to have... Get the Watchmen references up. I'll have to... Tunde, did you see those? I actually didn't. Ah, right. So I'll have to go and tell Just... You know all those battle scenes where they fight? Just just look in the background. And there's so many things that... I'm not going to... I don't want to spoil it by telling you where they are, but they're they're littered throughout. You know? There's one that that actually says... They actually write who watches the Watchmen in one place, actually. Literally, on on what... There's graffiti in one wall in one place. But there's more than that. I mean, if you remember watching... I saw Lobo was here in one, in one scene. Yeah. I don't know if you got that. I thought that was really funny. But oh, haven't said that. Did you like that scene where Superman walks into this bar of the young superheroes to try and recruit? Uh, uh, his pre- I just like... 
it's almost like I can feel how they think. Oh, crap! This is Superman. The, pres- the yeah, presence. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's oh. yeah. And it's respect, you know. Even though respect in the game, with a cap. They know they put yeah. some respect on his name <laughs> when he it, shows up. There was one guy. Who was it? Who, who kind of tried to mouth off, and uh, another guy just stops him with a punch in the face. Keep quiet. And uh, I, I just, and that is what scares me when I talk about somebody filming this. It, to me, if you can't get this, don't touch this book. Don't. I don't want to see a watered down version of this book. Mm-hmm. It, 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 am I being selfish? Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have to do it right. I don't touch it at all. Anybody got any other comments on? Let, let me go let on. Let me be a hit, sir. We, we've already uh, seen a watered-down version of this book in Jupiter's Legacy. Just, just showing it out there. Y- yes, in a way, I'm I, looking I, for yeah. trouble. He's no, looking for my trouble. Yeah. In, yeah. in what? In Krypton's Legacy? No, no Jupiter, Jupiter's, Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, I haven't seen that. Are you talking about the movie? This, uh, it's, it's a TV series. The series, oh, the series, yeah, yeah. It's, I was thinking of that movie with Jupiter with um, oh, Jupiter the, Rising. Jupiter, 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 yeah, that's a sci fi okay. one. I, 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 Mark Miller does this a lot. Mark Miller does take kind of elements of popular storylines, but it doesn't, it doesn't hide, it doesn't hide, yeah, it, it doesn't, yeah. And, and yeah. so, yeah, that, that, that what yeah. you said there is almost <laughs> yeah. very accurate. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this book, I can, ne- I can never. It, it's, it's, it's not my favorite book, but it's easily in my, t- in my top five. Easily in my top five. Um, oh, it was, it was my favorite. I think it might be number two or three now. See, I'm never sure because, okay, it depends on what, the mood I'm in. I've got Sandman in that. In the, I've got Sandman in that book. In that. Range. Nothing, nothing, not, nothing tops Sandman for yeah, me. Yeah, I've got Planetary f- for me in, in there as well. Uh... <laughs> I got that night. Um, but go back to what today's saying. My top five got it hasn't got even one Marvel in it. Um They're not that good. Sandman <laughs> Kingdom Come Lazarus uh, 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 Marvel will struggle. Yeah. I mean yeah. yeah. I I've got some good Marvel ones, but I'm not gonna not top five. No, I'm not going to mention no. it to today now because he'll just use the opportunity to start attacking them. Mm-hmm. We keep that for when we when we read their comics, right? So anybody want to get? So we've we've read the first two issues, and it ends basically where oh, oh yeah, someone's like going around looking for a place to build his super prison. That that it that's just again it's things that I can see happening now. Like you got you got camps for migrants. Because and, and he, he's looking for a place where to build his super prison to hold all these people who do not tow his party line from around the world. Uh, I, I just remembered something quickly. Yep. I want to mention. Go on. And it's a theme that runs out throughout the entire book, both from the good guys and the bad guys. They are always trying to treat the symptoms of the problem. That's what Flash is doing. In, yep. Um, and that's what Batman is doing. And that's what Superman is trying to do. He's not, like, and that's a problem with super. I think it's a critique on superheroes in general. Where you always try to treat the flashy problem, you always try to stop the criminal from stealing instead of going for the systemic ones, instead of going for the underlying root causes. So, Superman here now, you see, these guys are acting out. I will stop them, I will convince them. They don't want to be convinced, I will imprison them. He's always going for the flashy solution, the next logical idea in solving, instead of actually solving the real problems behind yeah. it. And, and, and did, I just wanted to mention that. No, no, that's a good point. And did, and 
when we saw the UN, do you see how you how how helpless the whole UN felt? You know, yeah. you know, this this man or this god from above has just come down and laid down this edict. Yeah, but, yeah, but what can you do about it? <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's and surprisingly, and I didn't realize this until I read this read it again. Now I didn't realize that my favorite character in this whole book, and you know, for obvious reason why, literally only appeared for a few panels in the first two issues. I did not realize that. Who is that? Who else can it be now? The Captain Mark. Oh, Shazam. 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 He became one. He's a key. He's a key. He's a key plot device, my friend. Let, let, let's he's a key plot device. Let, let's get it right. Um, when? Yeah. Um, okay, we'll get to nah, three. He's not. He's not a real character. So please, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So. So that's the first issue. So next next week we're gonna talk about the remaining, the last two. So um, everybody out there, if you're if you're reading with us, um, please make sure you read two episode issues two, three, and four, and we'll discuss it next week. And I guess we we'll, we'll then also look at it overall as a whole. I'm I'm so eager now to go back to reading it. Uh, it's it's I don't think I've read it for a couple of years, and every time I read it. I'm just surprised how good it is, and you know, and you just learn more. You, you see little more layers. Mark Mark Way did good. Anybody got? Oh, okay. Let's let's. We have to rate. We have to rate it. Okay, so um, I'm going to rate, go, rate I'm, everything or just one and two. Let, yeah, let's rate just one and two for now. Okay. So you go red first because you seem to have some. No, guests. I don't read it. I've not. I've not, I've oh, not read okay. it recently. So okay. I'll wait. I mean, the whole book is a five for me. Okay, Mia, do you want to rate the first two issues? Right, so, uh, five. Out of five, yep. Yeah, can't argue with that. <laughs> uh, I might as well. I'm not going to even give anybody suspense. I'm giving it exactly the same score. It's a five out of five for me as well. Obviously, uh, five for me. I mean, if I can rate it higher, then what I mean. So that's 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 three fives, and I'm sure Red won't be far off from that. If you know, that's got to be our highest rated book in the history of our podcast at the moment. All fives. I don't think anybody's. I don't think anybody's even got all fours. Or I think maybe one left. I mean, outside of trying to read um, today, uh, there's nothing to there's nothing to dislike about the book. Yeah. There's really nothing. I mean, I've not read in about. Maybe the last time was, I think, when I was doing pictures with Shazam starting over Superman. Yeah. For you, I think that was a lot. That might have been seven years ago. But since then, I've not read it. But I'm going to go back and read it. I'm, I'm always really surprised when I hear a comic fan say, oh, I've not read it. I like, my, my, my jaw almost drops open. What do you mean you've not read it? I judge you if you've not read it. <laughs> right, okay. Um, with that... We've come to the end of another podcast, and thanks, Mia, for coming on. And actually, I could give you a few minutes to talk about yourself, and you know, you want to promote anything. Should have given you that in the beginning, actually. I, I, didn't, I didn't have promotion <laughs> in mind, but you know, it's just for those who like comics for younger kids, not the uh, older crowd. But for ages four through eight, they can check out my comic books on miato.com. That's www.miato.com. 
Yeah, you've heard it, my, uh, for, uh, listeners. Please go there and you know. Can you type that? Can you type that out in Zoom? I'll check, I'll click on it now. Yeah, because I'll probably forget. And I'll, and I'll try and put it in the description of this uh, podcast when we're on. So with that, um, guys, say your goodbyes, and we can round today's episode up. Uh, yeah, it's it's good to be able to rant about Kingdom Come, and I can do that for days. I can do that continuously for days. So yeah, it's also wonderful to have Mia again on the podcast. I can't wait till next time she comes in. Again, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That book, have you had? Oh, tr- tr- trust me, she's gonna be guys. Hey, now she's gonna be a, a revolving guest. We're gonna keep on bringing her back in. You know that that's without any doubts. Uh, Red, say your goodbyes. Well, um, so once again, it was nice to be here. Apologies for the audio. I'll make sure it's sorted next time. I just want to sit near my office next time. I'll just head downstairs. So, um, see you next week. Thank you. And with that, it's a goodbye from me as well. So guys, please share, like, subscribe. We're always looking for comments. And please join us in reading Kingdom Comes 3 and 4 next week. Adios. Niger nerds.